Hey, traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, February 28, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Actually, we have a lot of learning opportunity stuff on the docket today. When we look around the horn at a variety of different charts, for example, on the S&P itself, we're going to use this as a tremendous learning opportunity to gain a better understanding of how the market works. Therefore, I would get out a stack of sticky notes, pay attention, you just might learn something here today. The first thing we're going to do is take a look at the daily chart. Is anything jumping off the page? Well, yeah, there's a few things jumping off the page, so let's review them. First, the trend on the daily chart is down. They're below all the moving averages. The trend is your friend until she throws your crap out the window. So we have that. The next thing we have that stands out like a sore thumb is the reversal candle from last week with follow-through on Friday and the non-collapse today. We'll get back to that in a few moments. This is the weekly chart. We need to gain an understanding of what we've got from a bigger picture perspective. We have a tail candle and a reversal on the week last week. That's positive information. Can they fail? Anything can happen. Of course they can fail. But what we do is we go with what normally happens the majority of the time using the 80-20% rule of life. From a weekly chart perspective, we can say it was pretty much on time. But what stands out? What jumps off the page? They're below the 50 and 20 period moving average. That can be repaired, but that's where they are at present. Here's what we'll say again. Closing the week above last week's close would be a positive development. A lot of days left in the week, but keep that on one of the sticky notes. Let's gain an assessment of the monthly chart while we're going around the horn. So they've come up short of the 20-month moving average. I'm going to look at that one of two ways. We're going to look at it both ways because we're the umpire calling balls and strikes. One of two things is going to happen. A, either it's a bullish signal that came up short, they traded away, they'll be back at some other point in time, but the monthly chart came up short of the 20, the trend is your friend, still an uptrend, that's one way to look at it. However, the month of February, the current candle closes today. This is it, the last day of the month. Therefore, next month starts a new candle. Are they going to come in and run a test of the 20-month moving average in March? It's possible. We don't know anything other than it's a possibility. It's information We're putting it as a puzzle piece. It's on the table. That's it. It's really just one of those awareness things. Why are we looking at the ES chart? This is the S&P E-mini futures chart. Well, there's a good reason. Because overnight, the market looked like when they opened up on Sunday, trading in through the night, up until the rescue operation early in the morning today, it looked like They were going to open the trap door, and the abyss was staring the market in the face. Here's an hourly chart. Let's get a sense for what happened overnight. So the futures open, they gap lower, they make a low of 42.51.50, and miraculously, 
Someone rescued the market, and here we are, right back where they started from. They filled the gap already. There's nothing wrong with the tape from a short-term perspective. But here's the takeaway. They had an opportunity to kill the tape. They could have done whatever they wanted on the downside. If they kept the market down below certain prices, you would have had accelerating selling around the opening bell. We're back to the SPY. So we take that information of what they could have done, but took the alternate route. They chose to not do that, and they chose to basically have a nothing burger day. The S&P 500 was down 10 points. It's not a big deal. They were up a ton the last two days of last week. For them to be down 10 points on close today after threatening into the abyss overnight, that's a huge win for the bull case. That's the ultimate point. There's a draw pulling the market in the northern direction despite all the Russian news and all that stuff. The market has a mind of its own. It doesn't mind the media. The media minds the market. I don't know if that really made any sense, but it sounded pretty good coming out. Now, a couple other things on the daily chart. So you've gone up from the abyss very fast, a lot of points. It still would be normal garden variety market behavior to have continued, let's say, eating time off the clock some pullback type of price action. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean that the shorter-term bull case is over. It just means that the market had to have like a reset slash recocking of the weapon situation. Doesn't mean they have to do that, but if they do do that, it's not the end of the rally. That's the point. There is an end of the rally, and that's going to depend on numbers, closing hourly and daily below certain numbers. That's a different story. We'll save that for inside the numbers. We're talking from a daily chart and a conceptual standpoint. What we can use, we can use the last breakup candle low as a line in the sand. So what's that low? 427.86. Guess what? They didn't even come anywhere near 427.86. They tried to get above Friday's high. They couldn't do it, but that's okay. That's not necessarily a bad thing. So they couldn't have three tremendous days in a row. What they did have was a recovery day where they could have went a lot lower. That's still a bullish signal. Here's another one for you. Again, umpire calling balls and strikes were just providing the information. So the market goes all the way up until it decides it's finished going up, then it starts to pull back. Here's what I'm focused on. You have a breakup candle, you have a low at 431.85. That number is going to sound familiar if you were inside the numbers today, and when you wait for a few minutes and we get into inside the numbers, that number is going to come up over and over and over again. There are no accidents nor coincidences. In the afternoon, they ran a test and got below that price. However, by the time this particular candle closed, guess what? They were well inside that price. They ran a test of the most recent breakup candle low, and guess what? Bounced right off of it, not at the highs, but they're not too far away from the recent highs. Recent meaning today. Hourly chart, we can certainly make a case for the market runs up, creating the flagpole. 
Now they're running back and forth inside of the flag itself in a bullish flaggish formation. Breaking out above simply opens the door. They're not going to do it all at once. It opens the door to fill that gap above. What if they start getting below today's lows, below these moving averages? Well, that changes the bullish flaggish case and something else is developing, but you know what you're looking at. You know what you're looking for. And if the makeup of what you're looking for changes, what do you have to do? You have to realize and look for something different. What's now currently developing? Let's check out inside the numbers. We're going to learn some more stuff. The Russians are coming. Of course they're coming. The market is all Russia, all the time, right now. It just is what it is. It's in the media cycle. Live with it. The pundits, the talking heads, are going to attribute and have been attributing every movement in the market to every news item that flows through on Russia. To me, that would mean that all traders and investors are sitting by the news feed, waiting for the information to come, buying and selling based on the news. That's not what happens, but that's the media's take on what happens. Not as I said it, but that's what they would lead you to believe by having you believe that every movement is based on a news headline. The news is plugged in after the fact, whether you want to believe it or not. The futures were down a ton Sunday night. They recovered some by zero dark 30. Could be a wild one out there today. Might as well get right to the numbers. Since there's already wide swing from the overnight activity, we must be prepared for all types of markets. So here's the thought process at zero dark 30. Is this the one that snapped back overnight to the point where the bulls get emboldened and continue the rally from last week? Now that kind of looks like what happened by the end of the day. Keep in mind, this is one of the frameworks right out of the chute at zero dark 30. What are we thinking about? Or is this the one where they drop them back down after the opening bell towards some of those southern late night figures? Well, they didn't really do that. They just had a garden variety shakeout operation. There were a lot of numbers down there. We would have handled them in real time, whatever we needed. We certainly handled what we need in real time. There are a few numbers more important than others. For example, 431.85 is a really important spot. Now think about this for a moment. This is at zero dark 30. I keep harping on that because it's long before the opening bell. You have to have the pregame warm-up routine. If you have the proper routine, you're warmed up and prepared for the game properly. It represents a gateway to the big fat round number of 430 and lower. Then we had some lower stuff under that. If the Bulls can recapture and get above the gap, they'll have another leg higher that will feel like a squeeze operation up to the next fat round number of 440. That was a fake-out type of situation early in the morning. However, based on today's close, that's back on the table for Tuesday. Let's see what we have as the day began to get underway. By 9.32, 431.85, and the low appears to be 431.87. Funny how that works. We now know for sure that area is important. It's the pivot for now. Let's get the lay of the land. Five-minute chart, right of the vertical is today's activity. First candle of the day, low of day, 431.87. Right here, 10.20, low, 431.85.
That was your number. We knew that was the number going in. We knew it was number around the opening bell. And guess what? That was the ticket. Let me ask you this. What was your number? So what we're going to do now that I got the main point across is scroll up for a while, let you pause the video. If you're interested, if you're participating in the market during the trading day, you should be interested. Then you'll pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. 434.75, it's an important spot. Back to the chart real quick. You're going to see 434.75, 435.75, and 437. You're going to see them all in the notes. And here's just trade school 101. If I have a number and it's overhead resistance, we're talking about 434.75. They come close, they trade away, they go back to support. In this case, everything's going to be different, but in this case, they go back to support. 431.85, the important number, the pivot, the whole nine yards, it holds, they go back up, guess what? The next time up, they're not stopping at 434.75. Just garden variety trading 101. Let's scroll up a little bit, pause the video, read the notes. You're going to see all those numbers on the board. You're going to see other things that are learning opportunities on the board. Other numbers that are important on the board. Put them on your chart. See how the market acted and reacted around those numbers. The prize is 437, which is the gap, give or take. Where did they go? 437. What time did they get up to 437? About 1125. This post was at 1039. Right. They were bullish, and here you have it at 1042. As long as they stayed above X, they were going to get to Y. We do that all the time. They did it again today. By 11 o'clock, they basically did the full Monty minus the gap around 437. If they can do it, they did it. Let me scroll up, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. Here's something for the afternoon, folks. 1221. Here's the latest we need to know. 434.30 and 432.95 are both areas of importance. Not to confuse the issue, but there's one line now, 432.95. The low by about 1 o'clock in the afternoon was 432.66. As long as 432.95 holds, the bulls can try another rescue operation, which they did. It pays to know your numbers. Read the notes. Go back to the chart. Double check the work. Stocks on the move. We're going to take a look at the charts of City, JPM, AER, and we'll leave off BP and DQ as they didn't hit their entry targets. They're off the board. We call them no trades. City was one of those, didn't do it in the manner in which early in the day it came up short, bounced away. That really takes the first number off the table. It takes the luster off the trade. They come up short of the second number, go back above the first. So this one was basically just a dud. JPM, traders took JPM, some passed, some took it. JPM gave the minimum required base hit, came down to the second number in the afternoon, but by that time, nobody's taking the trade. AER spiked through early in the day, recovered, went on the rocket ride, did the minimum required base hit, provided the pull up into second base with a stand-up double, and if anybody was holding a trailer, they might have stretched it into a triple. Painting by the numbers, the average was right around 55.40, they got almost to 58. What's going on over in Camp IWM? This is my favorite market-leading indicator, and here's something that maybe folks will notice most won't. They closed above Friday's high, 
as opposed to the S&P that closed below Friday's high, this is a leading indicator. That's not a negative sign. It has to be on the positive side or the bullish side of the ledger. Let's be umpire calling balls and strikes. Now, you have a tail candle from last week. This is the weekly chart. You also have a bear flag pattern, bear wedge pattern, somewhere in between developing. So here's the situation. Until they can close above the high, 212.44, then they stay in that formation. We have to know about that. This is the weekly chart. A lot can happen intra-week. It's where they close the week that's going to tell the tale. Be the umpire calling balls and strikes. Another bullish day, and on the daily chart, they'll want to get into the vicinity of, the area of, that 50-period moving average, which coincides with the former area where the market ran up to and was rejected at. So you look at this stuff here, that's a rejection. You look at this here, that's a rejection. So another challenge of those areas, that area, and the 50-period moving average, it'll be a make-it-or-break-it situation for the IWM. That will also tell the tale on what will happen on the weekly chart. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Same routine. Second favorite market leading indicator, A number one, canary in the coal mine. So it wasn't up tremendous, but like the IWM, was up about four-tenths of one percent. Also closed above Friday's high. Those are both bullish developments. Now it's stymied by the 200 period moving average, but that was today. We'll see what happens as we go forward during the week. Remember, this was in a different position on the weekly chart with no Irene situation. We had another series of lows that they ended up running down to test last week, bouncing off. Now, here's the situation. The weekly chart still technically is one of these bear flag patterns. But is this tail candle sending price higher to run a test once again near the top of the most recent breakdown candle? they can get above this 20-period moving average around the same area as the high of the breakdown candle, that takes the bearish, kind of flaggish, wedgish thing off the table. You'll be back above the moving averages. The trend will be your friend, yada, yada, yada. The transports are my favorite canary in the coal mine. Have I mentioned that? That was some good sticky note stuff. Might want to review that section one more time. What about the cues? The folks out in Silicon Valley annexed over in Austin, Texas. Again, closed above Friday's high. Is that bullish or bearish? Well, it's not bearish. Not falling into the abyss is not bearish. It's bullish. Weekly chart, same routine. Tested the 100-period moving average. Closed the week on the highs. Big tail candle. That's something that you need to pay attention to. It's not bearish. Doesn't mean the market won't fall apart tomorrow. It's just not bearish today. It's bullish today. How about the financials? Now, they struggled somewhat, and there's two things working against the financials. They get somewhat of a twofer. The first thing was the down market. Even though we got the recovery, everything was getting thrown out with the bathwater at some point. The second thing was lower interest rates today hurt the financials. Higher interest rates help them by injecting money right to their bottom line for doing nothing. But lower interest rates take it right away. It's a push and pull. 
It's a zero-sum game. I'm not going to say it's bearish. I'm not going to say it's bullish. I'm going to say as long as they stay daily closing above this breakup candle low, the low is 38.12, then they're okay. What about Smash Mouth? They did not close above Friday's high, so that's in the not bullish side of the column. Doesn't mean it's a negative, it just means it's information. I'm taking the same information away from a variety of charts. I want to see which ones did, which ones didn't, which ones are leading indicators, which ones aren't. Does the whole, does the sum of the parts tell me anything material? Most markets are above Friday's high. Most ones that I follow as leading indicators. Not smash mouth, but that's okay. It's on the table as a puzzle piece one way or the other. I'm watching a wide variety of things. Same story here. You have the tail of two things working on the chart. You have a weekly tail candle from last week, but you also have a bear flag pattern, period, full stop. Which one's going to work out? Well, we don't know yet, but that's why you have to be aware of both. The shorter-term charts will begin to morph into something that gives us a better idea of which one is working and which one isn't. That's how the market works. That's how you view charts. That's how you analyze the tape. Short-term, intermediate-term, long-term, they can all be doing different stuff at the same time. You have to be able to recognize when one begins to confirm another, which begins to confirm another, you usually have what's called a trade setup on your hands. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.